Welcome shoppers to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I'm Dan. And I am Faith. We're so glad to have you with us this evening. Be you an alien-human hybrid, a disgruntled retail employee, or a murdering, rampaging shopper infected with a meteorite parasite, just looking for a good deal. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have each and every one of you with us. We're having a sale on B-movie weirdness and everything must go. That's what corporate has decreed. They also sent cake. That was nice of them. It was also nice of you to tune in. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. Feel free to send your questions, comments, or movie recommendations our way. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You're helping us out immensely by listening. Feel free to tell all of your friends about us. Now that the shameless self-promotion is out of the way, let's get to some unbridled consumerism. Faith, what is tonight's film? From director Casey Tebow and writer Andy Greskoviak, we have the 2021 sci-fi horror comedy Black Friday, starring Devin Sawa, Ivana Bakiro, Ryan Lee, Michael J. White, and the one and only Bruce Campbell. Black Friday tells the tale of a group of toy store employees who must protect themselves and each other from a horde of alien, parasite-infected bargain shoppers. Devin Sawa stars as Ken, one of the many disgruntled employees of We Love Toys. Divorced with two kids on, on the wrong side of 40, fond of drinking on the job, Ken has taken co-worker Chris Gadecki, portrayed by Ryan Lee, under his wing, and has a thing for Marnie, played by Ivana Bucaro. All of the employees of We Love Toys, including Michael J. White as Archie, are united in their dislike of Stephen Peck's Brian, the store's co-manager, and mildly tolerant of Jonathan, played by the legendary Bruce Campbell. Differences will have to be put aside if the We Love Toys team wants to survive the parasitic mutation that is affecting the shoppers of Black Friday. Filmed in Boston at an empty Babies R Us store, Black Friday features music by Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy. Released on November 19th, 2021, Black Friday owes as much to killer clowns from outer space as it does to The Blob and Night of the Living Dead. The assembled cast is perfectly suited for this Raimi-esque excursion into the nightmare of both the corporate world and unbridled consumerism. Black Friday also features excellent creature designs courtesy of Robert Kurtzman, the makeup artist responsible for such films as From Dusk Till Dawn, Wishmaster, and Robert England's look in A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. We're going to talk about those creatures and a whole lot more after this short break. I'm Dan. And I am Faith. You're listening to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Enjoy the music. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. That is a new piece of music composed uh, just for this episode called Attention Shoppers. Fits with the theme of tonight's movie, Black Friday. This is a new movie, so we are going to try to be as spoiler-free as we can. 
We've been skewing newer recently with the movie selections, and I feel like we've done a pretty good job of staying away from out-and-out spoilers. So, yeah, I think so. So, And it'd be a shame to ruin you know, something newer for somebody who might not have seen it. So hopefully, if you haven't seen it, this, this will get you to watch it, because we both really liked it. <laughs> so let's get right to it. General impressions of Black Friday. Faith, what do you think of the movie? This movie blends so many things together so well. It's just such a... It's so fun to watch. It's funny. It's got some good horror stuff in it. I loved it. Uh, this is what I call a late night movie. Yes. <laughs> this is one of the perfect late night movies. It's an excellent blending of comedy and horror. And one of the notes I have here that we were talking with each other while we were watching the movie, this could have easily been a George Romero or a John Carpenter film. And had the stakes been a little higher, it could have been a lot more serious and, and maybe a lot more horrific. But I like the blending of the comedy and the horror and the sci-fi elements together here. Too. It's uh, it really it feels like a Sam Raimi film in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know? It does. Maybe not as masterfully and artfully done as a Sam Raimi movie, <laughs> but it's pretty damn good. What I really like about this movie, and you touched on it in what you said about it, is we watched this together and we had a great time watching it together. And we horror did. Movies in general, but horror really is a is such a communal experience. You know, there's nothing like a comedy film scene with a group of people and a right. horror <laughs> movie scene with a group of people. And, and we've said it so many times on the show, and we're going to continue to say it every time something like this pops up. There is such a natural dance between comedy and horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're really like peanut butter and chocolate and they go together exactly. really really well. And when they're in the, you know, the ingredients are just right. It, it they it it's always good. It's always good because the effect is the same. You're getting a you know, an emotional response. It's just the way that you're getting that response is different. Right. But um I highly recommend watching this movie with friends. This is something that is just so it's so funny too. The 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 film is really funny and the cast is excellent. Every one of them contributes equally to this experience, and the script is full of some really great one-liners, and we had to stop the movie every so often because I was laughing at the at the picture so much. I know yes. you were laughing, too. Oh, I was. <laughs> and, and it's just um, character-driven, really funny mm-hmm. one-liners, and they're quick, too, like... They are. They, this movie does not waste any time. There's Mm-mm. not a lot of fat on this. It comes in at about 81 minutes, I think, is what it, it said the runtime was. But this cast is really wonderful, and they feel like they actually work together. They feel they like a group of retail employees. Now, Faith, uh, you work retail. Unfortunately. Was it bringing up any, was it giving oh, you PTSD absolutely. from the retail world? Yes, like a general day, and then you think about Black Friday, and it's like a whole other, you know, I don't even know. It's what a different world. It is. It's, it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. And then add, you know, this group of people with, you know. Let me ask you a question. I, I've, I never worked retail the way that you do. And Faith works at a store that will remain unnamed that sells makeup and beauty products and things like that. Um, were you, were you empathizing with these people? Is it, is it, can it be that bad the way that they were having to deal with people? Oh my God! Yeah. So it so it really speaks to to the disgruntled retail yes. employee because uh, the gentleman who wrote this worked at he worked retail and and his experiences are all in this so mm-hmm. so that's that's cool that it's I have worked technically two Black Fridays in retail and they are just so they're just so tiring honestly at the at the end of the day it it could have been worse but 
It is. It's an experience. So this hits like the no nail. Other. This hits the nail on the head. Oh so yeah. Kraskoviak's script is pretty right on. Yeah. I mean, if I could have a flask at work, you know, on Black Friday. Yeah. One of the yeah we as we said, Devin Sawa's character Ken uh, yes. likes to drink. He's fond of drinking at work, and um, which leads to something really interesting. What I like about this movie is it's funny. And it's uh, it's not a cheap movie. It's an efficiently made movie, as we like to say. Very creative too. We're gonna we're gonna get to that in just a second. A lot of good stuff in this movie. Uh, one of the things that I liked is they're not exactly cookie cutter characters, and it's not exactly horror for horror's sake. They actually do attempt character development in this, and I really appreciated that because the movie actually slows down for about three or four minutes midway through and the characters are in the situation that they find themselves in and they're kind of having a campfire scene and they're talking amongst themselves and it's a really lovely beautiful scene and you get some really neat character stuff with them and you get group dynamics and the Mm -hmm. actors are really good and they play off of each other very very well and there's uh, a little tinge of seriousness and sadness to it and so like you're talking about how this reflects the experience of a disgruntled retail worker. It, it really goes a little deeper than that, too, into in the experience all of us share when we feel like we haven't reached our full potentials. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was really, really well done. Yeah, I it thought was. it was really well done. And it, and it puts it a little cut above everything else. You yeah, know, because it's that little bit you could tell that they cared. Uh-huh. Yeah, just that, just that little bit more. I'll tell you, too, really quickly before I move on. How this is kind of similar. The first Black Friday, we all got um, 30-minute paid breaks, you know. Uh, This last one, no, we got 15 unpaid breaks for, like, an extremely long shift that you don't want to be at. (laughs) And that and that's uh that's a point here in the movie that they talk yeah, about yeah, too. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So it, yeah, it's it, it's it, pretty relatable art, here what they're touching on. Yeah, art reflects reality. It sucks. It um and the way that these characters communicate with each other, and I don't want to give away anything about the movie, but uh, it it is at set at Thanksgiving, obviously, because it's Black Friday, and you know all these characters have nowhere to go. You know, they not only are they at work, they would be home alone. For the most part, right. if if they weren't there at work, right. and there's a line that Bruce Campbell has in this, uh, talking about you know not being invited to Thanksgiving dinner, and it was so efficient the way that it told you everything you need to know about this guy right, and his exactly. relationship with people on the outside mm-hmm. and the people here, and it reminded me there's this great story about Ernest Hemingway and. A friend of Hemingway's asked him, told him, you know, you can't write a complete story in just six words. And Hemingway took the challenge, and this is what he came up with. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. That's a complete story. It tells you everything you need to know in six words. Pretty much. It's great. And And I feel like that's what was happening in this scene with with the characters. I think it's it's a really important scene. Because as funny as this movie is, it, there there is a, a tinge of sadness and seriousness to it. And it, uh, the other thing too, though, let's get into some of the bigger ideas in the movie. Uh, it, it does speak to this sense of unbridled consumerism that some people seem to have, you know. And a lot of people say, "Oh, capitalism is this awful thing." I'm not getting political here, but uh, I don't think capitalism itself is the problem. I think that we are so materialistic, 
oh, you yeah. know, in regards to certain things. Um, oh, yes. And uh, I feel like this movie is addressing that we put value on the wrong things, you exactly. know, and these people. George Carlin had a great bit where he talked about the differences between baseball and football, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the conceit being that baseball is this really great pastoral game, you know, it kind of ambles its way toward the finish there's moments of high drama and intensity and moments where you can sit and talk to the person next to you and football of course is a this you know madhouse madhouse of pain you know (laughs) and um and he was talking about you know uh yeah at some point during a football game 27 times during a football game you feel that you could take the life of a perfect stranger and it it feels that way (laughs) you know with these shoppers and i remember you know, in the past 20 years or so, seeing these these things on the news, these reports of these people running through these stores, and it's just, it's like, how did it get there? You know, they're running and pushing and shoving and to get, you know, a Tickle Me Elmo or something, you know, and, and it's, right. it's it, I, I don't get it. I know, I don't either. I don't, I, I, I honestly, have. I don't get it. I, I Yeah. And, and, and as much as I love a good deal and I love to save money. Who doesn't love a good right. deal? But you don't have to deal. go full on crazy, you know? You don't need to go stampeding through a store because something's 50% off. This might be completely <laughs> off the subject. And if you're out there listening and you're like this, please feel free to uh, shoot us an email at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. But are you like this? Are you one of these people who, you know, you're not supposed to tell people what you paid, you know, for uh, when you buy them a gift, you know, mm-hmm. how much you paid for a gift. Are you one of these people? I I find myself doing this all the time. If I didn't pay a lot of money for it, if it was like an exceptionally good deal, like I got somebody something really nice and it was like three ninety nine, like <laughs> I'll tell them, like you're not going to believe how much that costs. Oh, I you would know? too. I, it, do you do that? I do that all the time. Oh, you do do it, and I, you know I appreciate that you tell me you say. And, and I know you appreciate that. Like I know I didn't spend a lot of money on it. Like, and it's not that I don't. <laughs> care about you enough to spend a lot of money it's like no it's, it's like, like isn't this cool that yes. this was only this much yes. you know like if you're out there and you do this please get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com and if you're a disgruntled retail employee and you have any stories you want to share feel free to email us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com but I, I really do appreciate this about the movie that it is saying something but it's also very fun you know, and it, it strikes a tone very early and it does not waver from the tone, mm-hmm. you know, as, as serious as we're sitting here talking about, you know, consumers and all these things. It addresses those issues, but loneliness and those things are in yeah. the movie, too. And then we have the aliens. So let's talk about the alien. <laughs> well, we say aliens. It's it's humans, you know, that yeah. are infected by a parasite. I love that this movie, if you're going in for answers, this movie doesn't have a lot. Um, and I love that. I do, too. I always like that. Uh, the creature is very classic and fun, grotesque without being stomach churning. And I like how nothing is explained adds to the mystery of the whole thing. And we kind of get a little bit of Kaiju in this too. Uh, what do you think of the creatures? Because you were commenting on them as we were watching how much you loved them. What I loved about them is like, they weren't necessarily zombies if you will wasn't night of the living dead no which is an which is an influence on this but they also weren't like skeletal yeah they were like this mix of 
different creatures and it just looked so cool and each one had a different look it wasn't just like here's an overall they all turned into something yeah they all had or personality they all and it wasn't the walking dead either no. you know um very very cool very mutant like like you the know. main lady that is kind of throughout the whole movie uh-huh. she's so creepy looking like you said it's not making you want to vomit looking at her but it's yeah just that's I, I thought that was a nice touch you know it wasn't like stomach churning you know yeah. but but they do feel very much like they're a threat mm-hmm. you know that that's oh, yeah. that's what's really cool about it um kurtzman i mean kurtzman's a legend mm-hmm. yeah and these are these are just great and and i love the fact that they're makeup you know they're not yes. cg creatures they're actual makeup mm-hmm. so so they they feel very real and they are a threat. That's what's really cool about it. So, yeah. uh, let's talk about some of the movies uh, we were ca- we were definitely catching a killer clowns from outer space vibe with yes. this. There's a a little bit of the Fred Decker movie Night of the Creeps in there. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I don't think Fred I have. Decker directed the Monster Squad. Okay, this is the movie he did right before the Monster Squad. It's got the great Tom Atkins in it, and we need to get to that on the show at some point in the future. We haven't had him on a in a movie in a while. It's been a while, <laughs> yeah, it really has been, and he's awesome. I love Tom Atkins, and uh, so it's got a little bit of that vibe. We've got Night of the Living Dead, the Romero movies. Uh, what's what's which one? The Blob. The Blob. It's definitely got the definitely blob. blob. Definitely yeah. got the Blob. Uh, both versions of the blob. Mm-hmm, yeah, I was I was catching vibes from the eighty eight and yeah, the fifty eight. Yeah, you got this meteorite thing coming from the and sky. That kind of pinkish, and pinkish, pinkish thing. Color. Yeah, but that also reminded me of the cotton candy from Killer Clowns. So absolutely, it did. Yeah, and then you kind of got the Sam Raimi vibe going on with it. Yeah. Not only because you have Bruce Campbell in it, but it's definitely playing the uh, the the comedic slapstick. Right, violence is kind of funny mm-hmm. in this. You know, it's kind of cartoonish and over the top yep. and. I think it. I think it wears its its influences very well. I think it does them proud. And, oh, I think uh, so. I think it's its it's it's its own fun little thing. So this this is a really great watch. I, I really I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, I like this more than I thought I would. Yeah, I hate and, to say and that. And we were very just taken with the trailer. Yeah. And, and Bruce Campbell just put it over the top. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. White. Let's talk about Michael J. White. Oh, How man. great is he in this? And uh, he's he's in a good good chunk of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Spawn. So we uh, we like him from that. Mm-hmm. He was also in The Dark Knight. He mm-hmm. he was in that that second Chris Nolan Batman movie. He's also in a really great movie called Black Dynamite, which is a takeoff of the old seventies black exploitation movies. And man, that thing is so well done, and he is so good in it. I don't and think I've seen that. That movie knows its genre so well. It 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 knows Dolmite and Shaft and all that, and it's in. Uh, Hell Up in Harlem and and those kind of movies. So if you're a fan of those kind of movies, watch it. If you've never seen those those movies, you'll still get a kick out of it. It's it's really well done. He's he's a great actor. He's so great. He is so good in this too, mm-hmm. and funny without trying. He's that, my favorite in this. He, I think. Archie Archie was Archie was great with his nail gun. Ivana uh, Baccaro is really good in this. We were we kept commenting how great mm-hmm. she was. She was in the movie Pan's Labyrinth. Um, okay. By uh, Del Toro, uh, and so she was very little when she was in that. I was doing some research on her. She's also in a movie that's kind of under the radar. It's a Kevin Costner horror film called uh, The New Daughter from 2009, hmm. which is based on a short story by, if I'm, no, I thought it was Richard Matheson. It's, uh, it's, it's a different uh, author. No, I'm remembering. I can't remember the guy's name. We will check it on the break. 
But um, it's it's very good, very good kind of creepy horror movie. Slid under the radar. I don't know why. Have why. you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, it was okay. really, really well done. I haven't heard and of it. She was in that, and here she is. She's about twenty four years old, I think now. So she's she's a young woman, and uh, man, she's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Everybody really is, though. They all have their own little like their own little place, their own little their own little thing about them. They and they're they're all really funny. They all have uh, their little personality quirks, they yeah, do. and they and and it really does feel like you know they work together. A real group, yeah, yeah. It feels co-workers. like you know coworkers I've I've worked with before. Um, but uh, the one that really impressed, well, outside of Bruce Kittle, save him for last. Uh, Devin Sawa. Mm-hmm. We we talked about him on the John Travolta movie, uh, the fan was it the fan or the fanatic? Fanatic. Uh, the fanatic, yeah. Fanatic. Which is one of the strangest movies that we I think we've ever done I think on I'm this show. I'm still trying to process that movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to get this out of the way. Was it's he the John one? John Conley was the guy who Conley. wrote uh, the New Daughter. Okay, so he's an Irish writer uh, known for his series of novels starring private detective Charlie Parker. Not to okay, be confused cool. with Yardbird, the great jazz saxophonist. <laughs> big charlie parker fan i love jazz so um but um we were talking about uh devin sawa yeah he yes. was the actor that he was stalking okay, in in, right. in the fanatic yeah and and we, i think we remarked we enjoyed him in that yeah yeah he's he's turned into quite a quite a uh, gruff looking dude and and he's uh he's matured and and is uh he's great in this he's oh, he, great he in really this. is he he's, feels like a real he feels like a real guy, a and real he's got worker. some really great one-liners in this. He's he's responsible for most of the one-liners yes, he is. in this movie, uh, and it has some really really funny stuff happening in it. And and he's got his little hero adventure, and it's it's great. And the relationships between the characters are really well done too, because he's got the thing for uh, Ivana Baccaro, you know. And it, it's this movie's just so good. You check it out. It really is. I love the whole tone and vibe of it. It's just I don't know. Yeah. It's so I don't know. It's there's just something so enjoyable about it. I know I said that earlier. It just is. You, it, you feel good watching. As it. out there as this is, it, it it feels very real and grounded, which it is does. one thing I really like about it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, really well done. Seriously, check this out. Don't let it don't let it pass you by. Uh, it's available everywhere now digitally, so you can rent it. Check it out. Get a group of friends together and watch it. Uh, you can't go wrong with this cast. But Bruce Campbell, uh, we got to talk about Bruce Campbell before we before we take a break. Well, of course. Uh, Always enjoyable. I've never not liked him in anything, mm-hmm. and he is really good in this. And again, he brings a depth to this that I was not expecting. No, as not ridiculous at all. as this movie is, and he was one of the producers on this, so mm-hmm. he was he was that. behind this project from the beginning. And Devin Sawa was a producer on it as well. So really cool. I like when people are are kind of in on the, you know, what they're working on. I feel like it yeah. kind of, I don't know. It just makes it a little more personal. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're taking an active role in it, you right? Know, and and they care about it. Exactly. Yeah, they care about it. He uh, he is so good in this, and he's 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 one of our best, you know, personalities and actors. Oh yeah. He's still to this day in Bubba Hotep. Uh, that's one of the best performances I've ever seen in a movie. Him as Elvis. I forget that it's him. To be honest, you really do. You forget it's him. Uh, not only do you forget it's him, you forget it's not Elvis, and you hope that it actually is Elvis. Right. That's one of the great things about that movie. Really, really well done on on all ends. Everything about this is is really good, from the cast oh, yeah. to the story to the like I said, the the writing is really good. 
The humor is consistent. The horror is great. It's it's fun. It's kind of a little bit horrific at times. Mm-hmm. Great cast and and I. It's open ended. We could have a sequel to this. We, you know, possibly. Yeah. yeah. And and as I'm fond of saying, um, it has something to say. It does. Yeah, has, it, really it has does. a bigger point to make. So, very cool. Check this movie out. Don't let it pass you by. Two thumbs up on this. Yeah, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. So, well, we're going to take a very, very short break. This is a news break, so be sure to stay tuned for all of the fake news not fit to print. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side. area man says that he believes he saw El Chupacabra while waiting in line at a Taco Bell at 3 in the morning. The man was quite drunk and admits the Jose Cuervo in his system could have made him mistake a possum or cat for the dreaded El Chupacabra. The same area man says he believes he may have seen El Chupacabra the next morning when he woke up to go get donuts. The man was quite hungover and admits that the Jose Cuervo leaving his system could have made him mistake everything he saw for El Chupacabra. The same man made headlines when he claimed he had been abducted by aliens and experimented on after a night of hard partying. He was quite high and fully admits that the methamphetamines and smack in his system could have made him think he was being visited by intergalactic beings. And that's enough about me. Feel free to email us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the music. We'll see you for the wrap up. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And uh, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, elements of truth buried in the news bits that we had. (laughs) (laughs) I was not drunk on Jose Cuervo at the time, nor was I hungover, and I never did drugs. (laughs) But uh, there was one night I could not sleep, and it was one of those nights, you know, where you, you keep trying to sleep and you just can't go deep into it and that's what she said there you go and i finally stopped fighting it and around 3 30 i just decided i wanted donuts well the problem (laughs) is they didn't open until five and so i just laid there and i waited and at five minutes to five i got in the car and went to the mary lee donut and when i was pulling out of the parking lot i saw these uh flashy looking eyes and thought it was el chupacabra because it moved really fast it was probably a cat I like to think it was El Chupacabra. Probably a raccoon. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, any experiences like that? What do they call them? Cryptoids? Is that what they call them? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Cryptoids? You ever had an experience like that? Um, 
I know you've been to the mountains, so any. I mean, I, I'm pretty Bigfoot sure activity? I heard Bigfoot. I'm pretty sure you heard Bigfoot. See him, but I'm pretty sure I heard him. What did they sound like? It was four in the morning. Everybody's sleeping, and my dad comes in. And he's like, "Wake up! I need you to. I need you to come out here and, he, and listen to something." Okay. So to set it up, we're on the side of a mountain. Below us is a valley. There's nothing down there. Right. I mean, literally, it's just trees, and it's like twelve degrees outside. Four o'clock in the morning, and you just hear these loud knocks, like wood knocks against a tree. And they're did I, they sound like 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 they were signals? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And it'd be like one, two, three, stop. And then you'd hear it again. And it's it was rhythmic, like, yeah. And, and it was picked up. We're like, first off, you'd see a light if somebody's down there mm-hmm. doing anything. You really can't access it. Why are you out in the snow? It's cold because it was snowing. So it's like I don't know what else could have done that. That's interesting. I've I've never had a, a cryptoid experience outside of maybe seeing El Chupacabra <laughs> outside the donut store. The El Chupacabra raccoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or possum. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was it was it was kind of cool, you know, for about three <laughs> minutes. Have you ever had any other? I know you've had strange paranormal experiences before, and we probably need to do a whole show on those. Uh, have you ever had any like UFO experiences though? Have you anything like that? Uh, probably. Probably, I had one recently. Uh, I am not going to sit here and tell you or the listeners that I saw uh, a UFO. Although I, I am, I do not know what it was that I saw. So that's that's what Wait, I'm going to say. Didn't me and you have a a we, moment we like had, a month or so ago. We had one together too where it could have been a drone but it wasn't a drone. I don't know what it shapes. was. It changed <laughs> shapes. Yes, it size. did. We and we weren't the only ones that saw it and I saw something driving home one night from your house uh on this long stretch of road and this thing kind of hovered and it was pitch black and and just hovered over the road and there were trees and and you could see the sky mm-hmm. and, and you then it was like you couldn't see the sky and it was black and I don't know exactly how far above me it was. Right. Again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was aliens. What I'm going to tell you is I don't know what it was. It could have been something experimental flying because there's been some weird stuff, you know, in the sky and I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, that's that's my real experience, my two two experiences actually with it. But that one was was very very strange, mm-hmm. very strange and. I have a good friend who who says he saw one. This is one of the most even-keeled people I know, and it was a lot like what my experience was a lot like what he said you know, he saw. So I don't know. Kind of strange. I don't know. Very weird. Uh-huh. I've never had an experience though, where I feel that human beings have been taken over by an alien parasite and are you know, <laughs> storming a, uh, a toy store. <laughs> I haven't had that experience. I did have an experience in 2020. It was a few of us that saw it. We kept seeing these, like, I, I can't even tell you how many there were. It was like this line of these things moving from, like, I don't know if it was coming from the moon or, like, wherever it was coming from, but it was moving to this one object that was in the sky. I yeah, think I texted you. I saw that. I don't know what that was. It was, either. like, a cluster of things, and they were all really moving weird. in, like, they were bright and she's not she's not exaggerating that because i saw it and we were i have pictures of we were we were a town over 
from each other. So yeah, yeah it was very strange. It was very weird. Very I don't weird. know what that was. A lot of weird stuff out there. If you have any weird experiences, I would love to hear about your yes. weird experiences. Email us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. Seriously, the thing in the sky that, that I saw by myself was odd. The thing that we saw together was extremely odd. I don't know. What, I don't and, know. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff out there. But, yeah, I totally, totally saw El Chupacabra. That's right. <laughs> of course you did. El Chupacabra was hanging out outside the donut store. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Black Friday. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I, I went into it. I go into every movie with an open mind and hoping that I'm going to enjoy it. And I, I don't go in, you know, trying to actively dislike it. But I was really surprised at how much I really enjoyed it. And I hope all of you out there, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Mm-hmm. So. No, I'm right there with you. Open-minded, but totally taken by surprise. Yeah, same here. Good movie. Check it out. Our next movie, Faith is excited about this because it's been on her list for a while. And I have not seen this movie, so this is going to be fun. It's kind of a rarity where you've seen something that I haven't. So I that's cool. <laughs> So from 2016, we have the horror mystery film Lights Out from director David F. Sandberg. It was produced by James Wan. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's always good. We have a cast that includes Teresa Palmer. We've got Gabriel Bateman, Billy Burke, and the one and only Maria Bello. So you've seen it. A few times, yeah. A few times, okay. I, I you know, Every now and then something gets... Gets passed. This is past one by. in my like list of must watch movies around Halloween. Like where you gotta get the room dark and you okay. gotta you gotta bundle up and watch it. It's one of those movies gotta watch it in the dark. Well, let's do it. I'm down with it. So that's it. That's our next movie. Lights out. As I said, if you'd like to recommend a movie to us, you can just uh, reach out to us uh, at our email address. I've said it a few times tonight, but I'll say it one more time. Late night fright podcast at gmail.com. There's also a link for that in the description, the show description. So please uh, reach out to us, introduce yourself, let us know who you are. And uh, we'd love to hear from each and every one of you. We hope that you're doing well. As we've said before, you don't need us to tell you, to tell you that the world is just a little weird right now. <laughs> yes, and, uh, it is. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to keep it between the lines. You know, we're doing our best here to stay positive and to take care of ourselves and and after we take care of ourselves, take care of each other and take care of our family and our neighbors. And that's all any of us can do. There so, you go. You know, else you might find yourself, you know, working uh, Black Friday at a toy store and feeling very alone. So we don't want that for ourselves or for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so seriously crazy. though. I don't, I don't get the whole Black Friday thing. Me neither. Somebody needs to explain that to me one Mm-mm. day. I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's I don't, awful. I don't get going out shopping either. I'm a order off the internet guy. Yeah. Unless it's something like you have to absolutely like try on. But right. other than that, no. Right. Exactly. Hit, 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 you know, order now. Exactly. Let it exactly. go. So, well, that's about it for the show. Lights Out is up next. Uh, I'm excited. I am too. Very curious if you're going to like it. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. So, uh, not exactly a new movie, but we have been skewing newer recently. But don't worry, we do have some classic films coming up. We're going to do a Boris Karloff and Bella Lugosi week here, so a double feature, so it should be a lot of fun. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it's a privilege to do this show. It's a treat. I love seeing uh, the numbers. I love seeing where you're at. So thank you so much for listening. And as we said in the beginning, uh, please subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. 
And if you're so inclined, please leave us a review. And if, if you just don't want to do that, can't do that, you're doing the best thing you can by listening. Tell 500 of your closest friends. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's it. That's all we ask. Not too hard. So it feels like it's that time, doesn't it? It does. Let's see. If we snap our fingers, can we make the magic happen? Got to see. On three, Faith. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. There it is. Time to say goodbye. You could say it's time to put the lights out. <laughs> there you go. I like it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you have a great week. It's been a lot of fun. Take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. Watch out for El Chupacabra outside the donut store. We'll see you on the other side.